Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. Welcome. Parshas Vayikra, the second Pasuk in the Parsha begins, Daber al-Bnei Yisrael, speak to the Bnei Yisrael, v'yamarta alehem, and say to them, Adam, a person, ki yakriv mikem, korban l'ashem, when he will bring from you, when a person, the Farshim explained, the Adam and mikem really should go together in simplicity. Adam Mikem, when a person from amongst you will bring a korban, a sacrifice to Hashem, min min habakar, or min takrivu es korbanchem. From a behema, if the korban is from a behema, from an animal, so it must be min habakar, or min it can be from cattle or from sheep, you will bring your korbanis. Of course, there are many, many that are learned from this Pasuk. We're going to concentrate in this shear on just two statements made by Rashi. Let's begin. Adam ki yakriv. So Rashi begins by saying, kishi yakriv. Ki yakriv doesn't mean uh, uh, because you will bring. It means, it doesn't mean um, it doesn't mean that you must bring, but it means kishe yakriv, when you will bring a korban. So Rashi says, B'korbanais nadava diber ha'inyan. This matter, this Pasuk is speaking about korbanais nadava. It is talking about voluntary korbanais, that a person decides because so is the feeling in his heart that he wants to bring a korban to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's the kind of korban that is being discussed here. Rashi continues, Adam, Lama Namar, why is this, why is this said? Why is the word Adam here at all? Uh, some Mepharshim explain that uh, perhaps Rashi felt that the Pasuk should have used the word Ish. Others explain that maybe the word Adam altogether is, super, is superfluous. It, it says, Daber Abanei Yisrael. It says, speak to the Bnei Yisrael. So the, the subject of the rest of the sentence is understood to be Bnei Yisrael. So it could have, could have said, Ki yakriv mikem korban l'ashem. And it wouldn't have to say the word Adam at all. In any case, Rashi asks, Adam lama namar. Why is it said this word Adam? So Rashi answers, Ma Adam harishain lehikriv mina gezel. Just like Adam harishain did not bring a korban from stolen property. We have a a Masiris, with the Chazal have a tradition based on a Pasuk in Tillim that Adam Harishan brought a Korban on the day that he was created, on the, I believe they say it's on the day, uh, a day after he was created, or actually on, on Yom Rishan, he was created on a, on a Friday. Okay, uh, uh, Chazal have a tradition that Adam Harishan brought a Korban in the very beginning, near the very beginning of history. So, Ma Adam Harishan lehikriv mina gezel, just as Adam Harishan 
did not bring his korban from stolen property, shakol hayu shaloi, because everything was his. There was nothing for him to steal. So avatem leisakrivum in a gezel. So you also, you should not bring korbanos from gezel. You should not bring korbanos from property that is stolen. I'd like to discuss these two Rashis, and I'd like to discuss both their technical aspects, as I like to call them, and also the content aspect. And I think if we put it all together, we can uh, see some very interesting and important points. Of course, Rashi begins, Kishi Yakriv, Adam ki yakriv means when a person will want to bring a korban. The korban is nedava diber ha'inyan. So it is talking about voluntary korbanis. This, as we see from Rashi's dibur hamaskel, from his heading, that this is uh, this is based on the words Adam ki yakriv. That's the first thing Rashi says. Then Rashi seems to go backwards. He goes back to the word Adam and he asks lamanemar. So many of the commentators focus on this point. Rashi seems to be going out of order, even within the, within the same Pesach, at least, for surely he should have gone in order. If the word Adam was, was in some way puzzling, was some way troublesome, and it, and it was necessary to ask the question, Laman Emar, and to give the answer. So Rashi should have, should have done that first. Then he should have gone on to Ki Yakriv and explain what that means. There are a number of, of explanations. I would like to focus on something that is written in a sefer called Amar Nekei. The sefer Amar Nekei is uh, usually understood that it was written by Rabbi Avadya Mibertanoro, the famous commentator on the Mishnayis. And they, they say that uh, the word Amar Nekei is Aramaic for a clean wool. It's based on a Pasuk in Daniel, but they say that uh, there was, the Sefer was given this name because you take the word Amar and you read the letters backwards, so you have Reish Mem, you have, uh, uh, you have Reish Mem, I'm sorry, you have Ayin Mem Reish, so you have Rebbe Ovadia Mibertanora. You have, you have his, uh, his initials, so to speak. There are those who feel, who bring evidence that uh, it was actually written by a student and a nephew of Rabbi Avadia, uh, who I think his name also was Avadia. In any case, it's a very interesting super commentary on Rashi in general. And here he says something very interesting. He says, he raises this question, he, he addresses this question. He says, Nira, it would appear, Shadachach Piresh ki Yakriv, Koidem Shapirish Adam. He says, This is why. Rashi first explained the words kiyakriv before he went back and explained the first word, Adam. So he says as follows. I'll paraphrase rather than uh, reading and translating every word. The Sefer Amarnake says that if this Pasuk would have been talking about korbanos chayva, about obligatory korbanos that a person must bring when he has done certain sins. So then we would have understood very well why it specifically uses the word Adam rather than perhaps the word Ish. Because the word Adam has a connotation 
of lowliness. The word Adam is similar to the word Adama. The word, he says, Nigzer Minho Adama. The word Adam is, is derived from the word Adama for, for dirt or soil. Mitzad Chumroi, because of a person's physicality, is like dirt. And because of a person's physicality, hu choteh. So that's why a person tends to sin. So if this Pasuk were talking about korbanais chayva, if it were talking about obligatory korban, obligatory korbanais, so then there wouldn't have been any question. Why does it use the word adam rather than ish or gever or some other word? But now that Rashi understood, he felt that the, the pshat in the Pasuk is, Adam ki yakrev means bekorbanais nadava. Now that Rashi has established that we are talking here about voluntary korbanis, voluntary korbanis is not because the person sinned, and it's not because there's anything lowly about the person. It's because just the opposite. The person feels he wants to come closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He has high aspirations. He has spirituality that he wants to, to advance. So now Rashi had a kashya. Laman Emar, why does it say Adam? If we're talking about a person who is striving to, to become closer and closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu by bringing voluntary korbanais, so then why does, it, why does the Pasuk call him Adam? And Rashi's answer is, Just as Adam HaRishon did not bring korbanais from stolen property, because HaKol HaYeshaloi, everything was his, so he obviously didn't steal anything, so afatem leisakrivum in a gezel. So you also should not bring korbanis from stolen property. Just the opposite, in other words, if we follow the, the reasoning of this uh, Sefer Amr Nakei. The word Adam is not used because Adam uh, connotes a, the lowly aspect of mankind. Just the opposite. The word Adam, when we say that a person is an Adam, we're saying that he's a ben Adam, that he is a child to Adam Harishan. He is something somewhat similar. He is a descendant of that great Yitzir Kapov Shalakadosh Borachu, the direct handiwork of Akadosh Borachu, Adam Harishan. Still, this is a puzzling statement that Rashi makes. Just as Adam Harishan did not bring Korbonis from stolen property, so you too also should not, you too should not bring korbanis from stolen property. What's puzzling is what kind of a, what comparison is there between Adam Arishain and me? Adam Arishain had no need and no possibility of bringing anything from stolen property. There was, he was, no, there was no one he could steal from. Everything belonged to him. So, okay, okay that's very nice. He, he didn't bring anything stolen. It was totally impossible for him to bring anything stolen. Me and everyone else, all other human beings ever since, we have, we have a possibility. If, if we decide to bring a Corbin, we might bring it from Gezel. It's certainly possible and it's certainly somewhat tempting. It's easier to bring from something you stole than to have to give away what you worked hard to get. So it's true. The, 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 uh, the source of this Rashi is in a Midrash Rabbah. And if you look there in the commentators on the Midrash, so they say that if a normal person, a regular person, brings a korban 
Shalomen Agezel. He brings a korban that belongs to himself rather than stolen property. He will get a bigger reward than Adam Marishan did for bringing his own property, not stolen property, because Adam Marishan really had no other way to bring the korban anyhow. Adam Marishan really had no possibility of bringing from stolen property, whereas every other human being in history could have brought from stolen property, but he he was koifeh as Yitzray, he subjugated his, his Yitzhah and he brought from his own property. Yes, it's true, as these Mephoshim say, that the, 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 every other person in the world who brings a non-stolen korban will get a greater reward for that than other Marishan. True. But still, how could you say that the source for this halacha that you're not allowed to bring from stolen property is other Marishan? It, it doesn't... It doesn't go together. It doesn't jive. We, we, all the Marishan and everyone else are living in completely different worlds, completely different situations. I think this question can be answered quite simply by taking a look at a well-known Pasuk, perhaps one of the 10 best well-known Psukim in the Torah, because it's in the Aseris Adibrais, in Parshish Yisrael. It says, You shall not be jealous, or you shall not covet the house of your friend, the house of your fellow. You shall not covet the wife of your friend, nor his manservant or maidservant or his ox or his donkey, or anything that belongs to your friend. There is a mitzvah in the Torah, do not be jealous of what someone else has. The Ibn Ezra raises a very important question, and he gives, a, I think, a very important answer. I think this is definitely worth learning through word by word, and we'll begin here. Anoshim Rabim Yismu Alzaisa Mitzvah. Many people wonder about this mitzvah. How could there be a person who does not desire something beautiful, does not desire in his heart something that is beautiful? Everything that is delightful to the vision of his eyes. How can it be? How can the Torah tell us not to desire something that is desirable, that, that goes against, that goes against our, our very nature? And therefore the Ibn Ezra gives the following answer. I will give you a parable. Da, you should know like this. If there is a person from a little village, a simple villager, but he has proper mindset, we'll call it. He's not, uh, he may not be educated, but he's also not a fool. And he chances to see a princess who is beautiful. Normally, princesses don't, uh, don't come around too much in the little villages. But this villager has an opportunity. He once saw the princess uh, riding through on her royal wagon. And he sees that she's beautiful. This kafri, this villager, this peasant, does not desire this princess in his heart, that he should be able to, to lie with her. He knows that this is not possible. That's ridiculous. The princess is not going to marry this peasant. 
Don't think that this villager is like one of the crazy people. She is He's not like one of these crazy people who desires that he should have wings to fly up into the heavens. Because that cannot be. Similar to how a person does not have desire to lie with his own mother. Even though she might be beautiful. Because they accustomed him from his youth saying to say lo, say, to say to him, Shehi he knows from a very young age his mother is forbidden to him. Kacha in the same way. So that's the marshal, that this peasant, when he sees the beautiful princess, he has no desire for her. He realizes that's ridiculous, that is beyond possible. So Kacha, similarly, Kol Maskil, any person who has Seichel, any intelligent person, who knows that a beautiful woman or money or property, an intelligent person knows that desirable things, such as a beautiful woman or money, a person does not find them, he doesn't acquire them because of his wisdom and his knowledge. Rock. In other words, it doesn't depend how smart you are. It all goes according to what Hashem has set aside for him as his portion. And Kohelis says, Hashem gives to the person his chelak. Hashem gives to, to each person what that person needs to have. And the Chachamim say, Life and children and food. They do not depend on schus. And because of this, because the intelligent person realizes that what he has is what a Kodesh Baruch Hu wants him to have. So So the person who is intelligent will not be jealous and covetous. And once he knows that the wife of his friend Hashem has forbidden to him, so Yoser Hin is She is higher in his eyes, meaning she is more removed from him in his eyes and is in his mind than the princess is removed from the mind of this peasant. Alkain Husameyak therefore this intelligent person is satisfied with his portion. And he will not put it upon his heart to covet and to desire that which is not his. Because he will know that he knows that what Hashem doesn't, didn't want to give him that what Hashem didn't want him to have, he cannot take it with his power and his thoughts and his strategies. Alkain, therefore, Yiftach Baboiroi, this wise person, this intelligent person, will trust in his creator, that he will provide for him, the Yasa Tayv and that Akadosh Baruch will do that which is good in his eyes. Okay.
that is the Ibn Ezra's comment on this Pasuk, that how is it that the Torah could command a person, don't be jealous of something that is, that is in fact very desirable, very worthy of being jealous of and desiring. How could it be? The answer is when a person understands that what's his is what Hashem wants to be his, and what belongs to his friend is what a Kodesh Baruch wants the friend to have. When he understands that, he understand, and he understands that it is also to, to cross the line, it is also to, to breach that boundary. So then he's like the peasant who realizes intuitively that the Bas Melech is simply not for him. There's nothing to, there's no desire because he realizes it's impossible, it's ridiculous. That's how, that's how the Torah could command us and it could be, this is how we can understand the Rashi in Parshas Vayikra, which of course is really a quotation from a Midrash. What Rashi is saying is, just like Adam HaRishon did not bring korbanos min hagezel, he didn't bring korbanos from stolen property, shakol hayushalom. That's true. Adam HaRishon he couldn't have brought stolen property if he had tried. There was no one to steal it from. But But you also should not bring menagezel. Meaning, just like for Avram Avinu, there was nothing to steal. That's what you should think also. That's how you should view the world. There's nothing to steal. What do you mean I'm going to steal? I'm going to take what belongs to someone else? That's like a peasant taking the bas melech. It's impossible. It's it's It's... It's beyond the boundaries of, of what a person thinks of. If, you, if, you're, if you're walking uh, next to a field and there's a, some fruits that rolled into the, into the roadway, so they're hefker, so I might decide to take them. Okay, that's within the realm of possibility. But what, what belongs to my friend, it's as foreign to me, it's as unstealable as the whole world was unstealable to other Marishan. That is the that is what we learn from Adam HaRishon. That just as he could not steal, there was no concept of stealing by him, there has to be a no concept of stealing by us also. How could it be there's no concept of stealing? We have to understand, there's nothing to take. What I have is what I have is what HaKadosh Baruch gave me. There's, it's beyond the realm of thought to think that I should take anything else that belongs to someone else. According to this, this I think this goes very well with what we said before from the Sefer Amar Nakei, that the word Adam is not written over here to give the connotation of Adam Minha Adama, an earthly uh, physical creature who was prone to sin, but rather Adam is Adam Hamayla, this is the, the, a great person. We're talking about a, the greatness of Adam when we say the word Adam here in this Pasuk. We're talking about a person who has come to the realization that as far as stealing from others goes, he's, he's really comparable to Adam HaRishon. In general, this whole flow of thought, this whole idea that we're saying here, it fits in very well with uh, Ramban writes an introduction to Sefer Vayikra, 
and he points out uh, what is really uh, quite obvious from the from the psukim that Sefer Shemos he calls it the Sefer of Golas and Geula. It is the Sefer of exile and then redemption. And how does Sefer Shemos end? It ends with the description of the oil mayad of the Mishkan, and Kvod Hashem, Hashem Oleyas Mishkan, and it ends with the description of the glory of Hashem, the cloud of Hashem filling up the Mishkan. So in other words, it ends with a sort of an ideal, an ideal situation where Kodesh Baruch Hu dwells within Klai Yisrael in all, in all his glory in the Mishkan, which was situated in the center of the, of the encampment of the Bnei Yisrael. We're talking about an ideal sort of situation. And that's, I think, how Sefer Bayikra begins, according to these two Rashis. We're talking about bringing korbanos nedava. We don't begin by talking about obligatory korbanos that are brought when someone sins. The can begin with the ideal, the ideal of korbanos nedava, that a person wants to draw himself closer to HaKadosh Baruch and so he brings korbanos. And what kind of a person? A person who realizes that for him to steal from someone else is as outrageous a proposition as it would have been for other Marishan to, to think about stealing from someone else. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash Minagain Be More.